uh, you know, um, I've, I've learned this, you know, in, in my life, God, my witness, I've never tithed. I've never tithed once, never tithed one year out of the 40. I've never tithed, never have. I've never ever counted up how much money I've made and multiplied it by 10%. I've never done it. Because, I, 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 you know, it's not that I don't believe in it because it's a principle, but I just think as Christians, we're called to live far above and far, you know, far, there's a better life than living by principle. You know, you, you can live in a marriage and say, I'm living by principle. By principle, I'm nice to my wife. By principle, I, you know, I'm kinder and all, all this stuff. You know, that's not enough. Not enough at all. You've got a husband or a wife like that, I feel sorry for you. But, you know, it's got to go way beyond principle, and it's like what God wants for us. They might have lived by the law and by principle in the Old Testament, but surely there's something better for us. You know, know, when you look at the church age, the church age is the age of the Holy Spirit. There is no separation between the the Holy Spirit and the church. They're one and the same. It's the Spirit of God and the church of God. They call it the church age, or they call it the age of the Spirit. It's the same thing. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? Who's you are? You're not your own. You don't own yourself anymore. You're not in control of your own life, nor should you be, nor should you even try to do that. But you know, every man, we've been bought with the, the, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, washed, saved, redeemed, purchased, bought, owned, owned by God. So we're no longer in the possession of our own life, but we've given our life I always say to people, I gave my life to Christ. Well, what exactly did you give him? What does that represent and what does that mean? Did you give him what did you, a part of your life, all your life, some of your life? Did you give him your talent, your gifts? Did you give him part of your work? What exactly, when you said, I gave my life to Christ, what exactly was that? What did it mean? And what does it mean to you? What part did you give him? Give it all. Give it all. You know what? I found this is that God, the Holy Spirit in us, lives in us, Come on, he's able to do, Ephesians 3.20, able to do exceedingly, abundantly, much more than we able to ask or think. It doesn't finish there according to the power that works in you, that lives in you. And that power is the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I've got, a, I've got this Holy Ghost inside me. It's, it's, it's like a fire. It's a, it, it lives, it's resident. The Spirit of God with all wisdom, with all knowledge, with all understanding, with, that I can see to the corner and the Spirit of God in me can see around the corner, can see over the horizon, over the mountain. He knows what's on the other side. That Spirit lives in you and that Spirit lives in me. Come on, it's there, it's there to live out through our life. Oh, what does it say? Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 11, not on your list there, doesn't matter. But you know, Romans 8, 11 says this. It says, for the same Spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside of me, lives inside of you, and he gives life. The same Spirit gives life to our mortal body. Therefore, we are not debtors to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you shall die. But if by the Spirit, by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the flesh, I found this is evident for every life. If you want to do something for God, you're going to deal with this issue, the flesh. You're going to deal with the devil, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Verse 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. And let me put in this, the daughters of God, sons and daughters of God, led by the Spirit of God. So what I want to talk about today is uh, my testimony and just to a couple of little things like that, you know. I just think it's, it's about a life, not living out of principle, not living out of rules and laws, but living out of obedience to that inner life, the life of the Spirit that's inside of us. And, uh, and uh, years ago, years ago, uh, we'll come back to this point, but years ago I, I read this book, about 40 years ago nearly, I think it was when I was first saved, I read two books. One was on um, this guy, he was in England back in the medieval times, but, no, probably around the 18th century, and he, uh, 19th century, and he built about three or four churches. And I read this book, and it, they wrote a book about him, he was very generous, he was a builder, 
much like myself, and uh, he, he built these uh, buildings and he uh, built these churches, and they're still there today, and, and people still worship there. And uh, it, it just went on to say how he was blessed. He was blessed out of his socks. You know, he, he put a lot of his own money into the churches. He put all his time, and he did that, you know, apart from all these other buildings. He was building these, and churches those days took years, and uh, we don't. We're very much quicker. And uh, just like to say, uh, he built four, but I built 40. I built 40. I worked on 40 churches. I added them up, and uh, I think we're, we're around about... 39 or 40, something like that, and I've and probably forgotten some, you know, and, uh, but we, we built them all over the place, and everyone has a story, but, you know, I was so inspired, I was so inspired by this, reading this uh, uh, book about the guy and what he did and how he did it, and uh, I thought, well, I can do that, and then I read this other, I read this other book about this guy, I can't even remember his name, and uh, he, he grew potatoes in Idaho, has anybody read that book, read the, read the grew potatoes in Idaho? And uh, he started using that, uh, he started giving all this money that he made from his potatoes and, um, and, and, and God just blessed him. He had the best potatoes. I mean, everybody wanted his potatoes. And, uh, and then he, he, he had to sh- transport his potatoes. So he, he bought semi-trailers and he ended up with a big transport company to ship all these potatoes. And the bloke ended up a mega millionaire and God just blessed him and blessed him. And I said, I can do that. I can do that. I can take, the, you know, what God given me. I can use that for God. And so, you know, very early in the piece, in, my, in 1984, I, I, uh, I got saved in 82. 1984, I, I started, in the start of 84, I started praying for 30 minutes in the morning. And uh, as Rita will tell you, she's here. Uh, and it uh, wasn't long, probably a couple of two, three months later, I got that half an hour to two hours a morning. And I'll get up five mornings a week at 4.30. Telstra would ring me up because if I put the alarm on, I might push it off. I had to run out, had no phone in the bedroom, had to run out through the, um, through the dark corridor at a, a brick archway that was quite low you know, on one corner and it mostly hit my head on it. By the time I, top of the time I got that good knock on the head, I was quite well awake. And uh, at 4.30, they'd ring me every morning. I never cancelled it. I did that for many, many, many years. I'm still getting up now. We don't start at 4.30 anymore. We start at 4 every morning. And I uh, really tell you, that's true. We do six, I do six prayer meetings a week. And, uh, and uh, we do, we've got our staff comes in for three days on Tuesday morning. We start at four to quarter to five, then I come here at five and uh, do the five o'clock. You know, and, and praying is a wonderful thing, it really is. You know, and I always say this is about prayer that prayer, you know, is not a discipline. If you think prayer is a discipline, then don't stop, you're not there yet. There's, I'm going to tell you, there's a great, there's a, there's a spirit that lives inside of us, and that spirit just oozes out this incredible power called grace, the grace to pray. And gives me a praying spirit. I can't stop it. Oh, God. It just affects you. It affects you. You've got to pray. You drive it in your car down the road. Down the... I've done this for years. And, uh, you know, you're driving it. You're either singing by yourself, of course, and otherwise you're praying. But you're just there's something about living with God and having a life of prayer. Prayer opens up the whole realm of God's voice and God's will to your life. Prayer opens up the spirit of faith that comes in your life where you can release that faith and, and it's just awesome power. Can, you can create anything. You know, I had this, um, I'll tell you the story. You know, when, uh, I started in, two, in 1984, I set my goal, and uh, I was 27 years of age then. I set a goal, and I had uh, only 100 goals. I used to do one hour praying in tongues. I pray 30 minutes, who I am in Christ, and memorize all those scriptures. I still know them today. And uh, I used to pray them every morning, and I probably should, should still pray them. And, uh, but, you know, and then 30 minutes of my goal list, which almost 100 goals, and always just, this is how I used to pray, right? And uh, by the time an hour and a half comes, I was pretty, pretty well alive in the Holy Ghost. I felt great. And I'd, I'd take one thing that I was believing for, 
I'd imagine it, see it, speak it. It would take all of about 15, 20 seconds. Thank God for it. See it come to pass and move on to the next one and go from my list. You know, at the end of that year, I saw the majority of that list was actually fulfilled. And at the start of the year, we were believing for a daughter in 1985. And we were praying three months before Rita got pregnant, not after. And we asked God for a baby girl. And, uh, and at the start of that year, uh, Jessica was due on the 23rd of June. And I asked God, because Ben was born on the 15th of February, I wanted another 15th baby. I asked God, written down in my diary, I still have it, uh, 15th of June, that she'd be born on that day. And Jessica was born on the 15th of June, nine days earlier. They could tell by her fingernails, apparently. Okay, so, and uh, I want to tell you that, you know, you have not because you ask not. And, uh, but I always ask, this is what I started doing, right? At the end of every year, I do a nice big fast, and I wait, wait on God and say, God, what is my next year's giving goals? And uh, so I, was, um, always have, I always wrote out um, and believe God, and I, you know, it might be a 10-day fast, something like that. And I'd say, God, in this time, I'm seeking you for my goals for next year, not just my giving goals, but my goals, what I would write out and what I'd pray for. And, um, and God would always put in my heart how much for that year that I should give. And uh, sometimes it was quite a surprising. And, uh, you know, it was never less than I ever thought it should be. And uh, might often, most often it was more. And, uh, you know, I remember when I, I started off as a cabinet maker, Rita used to come on the weekends and she'd work in the bananas during the week when we first uh, got together. And, and, uh, and she'd work all week in the bananas. And on weekends, we'd go out and she'd be off-siding doing my... I used to do kitchen cupboards. That's how I started and before I became a builder, and uh, working for ourselves, and uh, Rita would be up there laminating tops and laminating doors and putting all the glue on for me and doing all those jobs, and we worked very hard, you know, and, uh, and so that's how we, we fired up. Where was I? What was I talking about? And uh, <coughs> it's a good side And uh, yeah, all, all these goals, and, uh, but you know, asking God for, for a giving goal, and, uh, and, and I've always found that's the way to do it, you know, it's not, because it's not a when, when the Spirit of God speaks something to your life, along with the Word, like faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, along with the Word of God comes the faith to fulfill it. And when I heard that from God, there's nothing, nobody can take, if it's a principle, right, they can shake you on that. But if you have a Word from God, right, it won't shake you on that, it won't shake you. And so we, we had a goal, and we, I had a goal for $20,000 in 1984. Now $20,000 then was half the price of a new house. I bought a new house, and uh, I bought a new house in 1980, and I uh, bought the land for $6,000, and I built the house for seventeen, dollars and I still had the bedrooms to finish off. And uh, so $20, $23,000, I had a house and land. Well, that was, that was what I was giving away, I wanted to give away in, in, and, uh, in the 27, a, a year later, two years later. And it was a pretty big goal. You know, I hit that goal by, by April of the year. I was talking calendar year. And so I doubled it to forty. And now this was outstanding for me. It was amazing how God was blessing us. We had houses going everywhere, work coming in. And one guy came in. He gave me a job, 12 working days. He didn't tender with anybody else, just gave it to me. He'd do this for me. I did it for him. I made my 40 grand back for 12 working days. And, it was all, and, God, and he showed me. Next year, I put my rate up. I was 28 years old. Put it up to $70,000 a year. And we achieved that. You know, the next year, I asked God. I was uh, 20, what was I? 29, 29-year-old. And uh, I asked God to, I said, we need money for the islands. We'd already started the island work. I'd been over there. I'd been on mission trips. And uh, asking God for lots of money, you know, to build things. And uh, so I was in my office, and amazingly, I was praying. I was praying at night time. And uh, I had this incredible two million piece information dropped in, just bang, one hit, 
but it took me about four days of seeking God to get an answer, to, to decipher it all. What, what was it? And he showed me how I could go into development, do this development. The short of it was, within 12 months of that word, uh, we were able to write out a cheque for a quarter of a million dollars, and we put it into the island work. And uh, within 18 months, we'd given away 450,000 out of that same word. And, uh, and so this is how the journey started, you know. And, um, and, and I want to tell you that not one of those come out of principle. Not one of them come out of tithing. Not one of them, it came out of, it came out of believing that it's possible, believe, believing God. When God puts a word in your heart, is believe that he can do it. And he can. It's not hard. It's not even hard at all. Not for God. And uh, so, you know, to, this, this journey was, it, it was just a big adventure for all of us. And we had other guys in our church up in Innisfail there. We were, we were financing nearly all the work in the Solomon Islands. We had a Bible college. We built a Bible college ourselves. I went over there, designed it, sent my team over there. They built it in 1989. And, uh, and you know, we had people in the church that were doing the same thing we were doing. They were doing developments or raising money. Five years, we, we put a million bucks into that uh, Innisfail church just for missions. And uh, it, it was just fantastic, you know, what people were doing. Um, matter of fact, the, anybody knows the, the City Point Church? There's a 31-room accommodation block at the back there. We built that and paid cash for it. We paid for that. And uh, we paid for that out of that little company we set up to make money for the island work. We brought the islanders over from the South Pacific. We trained them there. The only problem is they all wanted to get Australian wives and stay here. So we end up, <laughs> when 1989, we went over to Balasuna. We built a big college over there, a 31-room college in Balasuna, which is still there, still operating. And as a matter of fact, right now, it's, it's operating right now. Murray Townsend's setting up all the the uh, curriculum for it, and, and, and they're underway. They put out churches, I think at the time, within a four, year, four, year, four years of operation, we had 180 churches throughout the Solomon Islands. Today, they have over, Murray's got from that ch um, college, there's well over a 1,000 churches that he looks after through New Guinea and the South Pacific. Still active today, and still some, some of them are going fantastic, flourishing. And, uh, you know, all these, all these things come out of, they come out of, of, of the word, of, of the Spirit of God, these are God's ideas, and God's got things for you to do, you know? I mean, what is it that you can't do? What is it you can do? Come on, you can do anything. And uh, God, God, is, God in you is the same as God as God's in me. It's the same God. You know, he can talk to you about your life. It might not be in what I'm doing. Of course it won't be, because we've got different gifts. But God can do wonderful things for all of us. And uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, I've got a list of stuff here. You know, every one of these, uh, every one of these, these jobs here has, a, has an amazing story. I built the uh, table. Now, Millen and Lamb were up at the Athenian Tablelands, and uh, the story, they're one of the churches we, we built. Um, Lafayette Twasso was a pastor. Was he there when you were there? No, you, you come in with Danny, was there? One week. Oh, one week after. Well, you know, Lafayette, we went up looking for a block of land for him so he could build a church, and there was a beautiful six acre paddock there, and uh, right, right almost in town, a beautiful block, and uh, he was humming and hawing over it. And uh, I, I drove up there to see him, to, to encourage him to buy it. And, uh, you know, as I, I worked out what I was going to say, what he's going to say, what I was going to say, what I was, all the, the whole conversation had all worked out in my head. And, uh, you know, I said, you, know, I was, you, you have to buy it. And, you know, he said, as soon as I walked in the door, he said, as soon as you set foot in that door, it was like the light turned on and I saw I had to buy it. And uh, God went before us, you know. And so we bought the land. Danny O'Farrell took over. And uh, Danny, we drew plans and... and uh, and, and Danny worked very hard. We, we were the builders on it. We supplied everything, all the contractors. And uh, I, I think we did extension after extension. And we built that. And it was, it's a Solidad today, a CRC church. And we did one in, um, in air, very much the same. Uh, 
got a block of land, we filled it up with about six feet of fill, and we got it all for nothing, you know, and the, we're, we're operating CSC, you know, we, didn't, we're not, we don't come from, the, um, from all the rich people, we don't come from, like, CSC people, we come from the lower socioeconomic people of this world, isn't it great, you know, God has chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith, and I think that's wonderful, because that's who we are, we didn't, nobody had a lot of money in our church, and if we did, we, we, you know, we put it to a better use anyway, and, uh, you know, down in air, uh, Lenny Robinson was there. We filled it. You know, the, the one year he saved enough money, he paid cash for everything. And so we come down and we built the slab. The next year he saved enough, so we put the blocks up and we put the steel up. And I think it was about the third year we put the roof on. And uh, he, as he had saved money in his church, and he'd, you know, he had a small church, but we built this incredible church in air. And we did it piece by piece over about five years. But, you know, we, I, did a, I did a church in, uh, in Bowen, and uh, God, God leads us to do these things. It's a spirit in us. And how God always prompts us. And I'll just digress a bit. You know, there's a scripture. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. 9 verse 6. We'll go start from there. It says, For whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Okay? But let each man... Now, watch this. Now, let each man give as he purposes in his heart, not of necessity. Now, what is necessity... Necessity is the law. It's a rule. It's a principle. Don't give out of some rule, but give as you purpose in your heart. Where does your heart? Who lives in your heart? Tell me who lives in your heart. The Spirit lives in your heart. According to what, what you are prompted in your heart, as you purpose in your heart. Come on, we live out of our spirit. Live out of the heart. Come on, give our life to Christ. He owns us, for goodness sake. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Come on, the Holy Spirit's in us. And uh, what does it say then? And God is able to make all grace. This whole two chapters of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 9. It's all about financial giving, money giving. Verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you'll have all sufficiency in all things, and you'll have an abundance for every good work, the things that you want to do. It's like that builder back in England, back in the 1800s, whatever it was. That builder then had no lack. He lived a life of, uh, of just had stuff. You know, because he blessed the Lord and he used his talent and he used God and let God use him. And uh, we can be like that. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. What, what conditions? No conditions. What do I have to be? Nothing at all other than what God asks you to be. That's it. Come on, it's for all. God is not, there's no partiality with God. God is not a respecter of persons. God will do for me what God will do for you and God will do for you what God does for me. God wants, wants us to come. Come on, you have not because you ask not. Wow, that's what I say. Wow, why don't we ask? Wow, we're all here in our prayer meeting. Why aren't we on our knees more often? It's a wonderful life walking from God. You, you don't spend time. You know what I want to tell you? I've had word after word after word from God over the years. I had a word to go to Sydney once, right? Go down there and I had this word going to do it. We never worked in Sydney in my life. The short of it was one year later, we made a job of $6 million profit. Bought, option, paid nothing out for it, put a $60,000 option fee on it. Somebody come along, bought it. We bought it for four million. We sold it for ten. And they wrote us out a check. This sounds so weird, doesn't it? it sounds so far out there. But God, can, there's nothing God can't do for any one of us. God can do. God can do it. God can do it. God can do it. God can do it. God wants to do it. God wants to do it. And God wants to put us something in your life. You know, as you get. A, you know, I've always had a purpose. Never. I don't. I've never ever. I've never had a goal. Right in my in my prayer goals. Every year, and we've got seven minutes left, so plenty of time, eight minutes. I have never had a goal 
to, make, to how much money I was going to make. Not even once have I had a goal as to how much money I would make. I have only ever had a goal on how much money I was going to give. And I left the rest to God. And I believe that God is trustworthy to be able to do that. He's trustworthy. You know, as we say, God, what am I going to give this year? Don't limit yourself to 10%. Don't multiply it out. Be, come on, have an ear to hear. How many times did Jesus say that? Have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. What the Spirit says. Have an ear. Come on, he's not a long way away. He lives inside of us. He lives inside of us. He lives inside of you. What are you saying this morning, Holy Spirit? Have an ear to hear. It won't come in, most likely it won't come in English, but if you're listening, you'll hear it. It just comes. You just knowledge. Knowledge comes. And, um, and, and it goes on and says that God not only can make all grace abound, you'll have all sufficiency in all things. That's a pretty powerful statement. And God's not insecure when he says that. All sufficiency in all things. And have an abundance more than you need for every good work. What do you think? Come on, that's for us. That's for this, this church. We know lacking it. And this church is a wonderful church. This is, a great, this is one of the greatest giving churches in our movement. This church is awesome. What they've done for this new building, the money's all set there to pay for that work. You know, it's awesome. It's wonderful. And it's a great church. I'm preaching to the converted. I'm taking ice to the Eskimos. But you're going to hear it anyway. <laughs> Bring it on. And I want to encourage you all this morning. Number one, if you're not a giver, ask God. Come on, be a giver. Have a giving spirit. I don't want a giving principle. I don't want a giving law. I want a giving spirit. Amen. I want a giving spirit. God, give me a giving spirit. God, give me a giving spirit. I won't be happy without a giving spirit. I want a praying spirit. I asked God for that 5,000 times I've asked God. Give me a praying spirit. There's a grace to pray. There's a grace to seek. Come on, there's a grace to pray. There's a grace to seek. There's a grace for coming to a prayer meeting that gets you out of bed. Come on, I get up at half past three this morning. I get up at half past three, quarter to four every morning. I got up half past three this morning, a little bit earlier. I don't know why, but I just was awake. Get up there and go in the office and pray. God's a wonderful father. God is a wonderful friend. God is a wonderful Holy Spirit. God is a wonderful person to have around your life. God is a wonderful counselor. God is a wonderful. He's full of wisdom. He, God is, there's nothing he doesn't know. There's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he can't help you with. What are you having trouble with today? God can help you. Can he? Of course he can. Of course he can. Does he want to? Absolutely wants to. He loves to help you, wants to help you. But you have not because you ask not. You're sleeping because it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was nasty, wasn't it? I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you know, it says that, um, finish that, that text off. Now may God bless, stay there, bless and multiply the seed you have sown. Come on, this is the word of the Lord. Now, God, may God bless and multiply this. Now, you sow seed. You sow seed today. You sow seed today. You sowed seed last week. You sowed seed. May God bless and multiply that seed. I'm speaking over it right now. And that ear will increase the storehouse. This is the New International Version, IV. May he increase the storehouse of your seed, which is your bank account, so that he might make you rich in all things, so that you can be generous on every occasion. Every, how often do you generous? Every occasion. A generous man divides his generous things and through his generosity and by his generosity he shall stand. 
Proverbs 11:24. There's one who withholds more than he should. There's one who scatters and has even more. There's one who scatters and has even more. But there's one who withholds more than he should. And it leads or tends to poverty. He's giving, he's giving, he's giving out of a principle, no faith. Come on, the same gospel in Hebrews, the same gospel that was preached to us was preached to them, but it didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. God has chosen that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Nevertheless, Luke 18, 1 and 18, 8. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? Faith is an incredible ingredient. These things must be mixed with faith. Our life and God has called the just to live by faith. Romans 1, 17, for it is written, the just shall live. Romans 1, 17, that is, the just shall live by faith. God has chosen that we should live by faith. Faith, how? Faith, not a principle, not a law, not a rule. You know faith in rules. There's faith by hearing. When the hearing comes by the Spirit, when the Spirit prompts your heart, when the Spirit works in your life and you'll be able to set a goal and wait on the Spirit, you know, all year long. Sometimes I want to tell you, God my witness today. God is my witness today. And, and other people who would work in my office will tell you the same thing. When we have, we have a, a goal for giving every year. We do that. We, we put it out every, every week. We send it off. We send it off to wherever it's going. And, uh, and many times, many times, that, that money comes out of borrowings, comes out of overdraft. It doesn't stop us. I won't be robbed from what God has told me. We've borrowed hundreds of thousands some year because I believe that's what God wants. We've done that. God, my witness, we've done that. And we do that because I won't be robbed. God has told me that's what we're doing. God has said, I want you to do that. And every time, every time, every time, 40 years now, year after year after year, God comes through and God blesses and God multiplies. It's always the same. It's always the same. And never any different. God does not change. He's the same yesterday. Oh, he's the same today. And he'll be the same forever. That's the God we serve. That's the God you serve. Can you hear it today? Can you see it today? Come on, can you, can you take this on board today and say, God, what is it that I can do? What is it that I can give? What is it that we can do with your life? Yes, you can do that with your life. I'm too old. No, you're not. I'm too young. No, you're not. No, you're not. There's things that you can do. Look at Robin Howe. Robin Howe passed away last Tuesday, I think it was. Robin Howe spent the last months and months of her life and every day never missed an opportunity to lead someone to Christ. You know, everybody dies, whatever she was, you know, three score and ten, she was better than that. But everybody dies. I like what Mel Gibson said in Braveheart, but not everybody really lives. Okay, I have to watch that, right? Scottish ancestry, everybody. With Scottish ancestry, has to watch Braveheart. And what's today? Today, twenty. We did. Uh, we built churches in Atherton, Cairns, Air, Mount Isa. I built the one in Mount Isa. Flew out there, had my own little aeroplane, took all my crew out from, from uh, Innisfail. And when I finished, the pastor said to me, God told me you were going to pay for it. <laughs> I said, that's great. Anyway, he did contrib contribute something towards it, which was good. Uh, just hang on 10 for those clinkers, please. I just want to finish this a little bit. It'll only be five minutes. You know, uh, Redcliffe, the accommodation block at Brisbane, national office up there we built, the cafe at City Point, Bridgman Church. You know, Bridgman Church had no money. None at all. They had just nothing. It was a miracle. They had, within, we, we got the land. We built the building. We built the building 17 Saturdays in a row, all with volunteers. We got it done. We got it done. 1,070 square metres for, for 600 grand. Totally impossible. The cost of that was, cost of buildings around two grand, $2,000 a square metre. And uh, we did it. 
the biggest church in, the, in Mackay for the Baptist, the biggest ARG church in Mackay, Craig Tompkinson's another big church, second biggest one. The, all the Gippie projects for 18 years in succession tended to all the school work. We've done hundreds of schools all over, mostly Pentecostal schools across the state. We've done 40 churches. You know, and uh, God just goes on and on. Mariborough, redevelopment, Sydney. We're down to Sydney and did a church for CIC. We built three churches in Vanuatu that we're not counting the one Peter worked on. Uh, we did two in the Solomon Islands. We went to England for three months, me and my wife. God gave me a word, gave it to England. And uh, just a word in the morning prayer meeting. The uh, pastor over in England the same day got the same word, the same scripture. And uh, we didn't find out till the end of the job we did it. And uh, we contributed a, a, not only our time, but also a lot of money into that. And uh, this is our company, right? Because why, why do we do that? Because God puts in your heart to do that. Because we're led by God. We're led by the Spirit. And, and, and God pays for these things. You know, we gave a... I've got, I've got a list as long as your arm here. But, you know, we, we gave our secretary a new car once, a new, new Corolla. We've been planning it, me and my business partner in Townsville. We've been planning it for some, some time. And uh, we, we got this car for her. And we put a nice little bow on it. She went down, she picked it up, she saw it. But the week... The week before, the week before she picked the car up, she had a prophecy from uh, some lady who went through. She's a lady prophetess, went through their church in Townsville. And uh, she said, thank you. I'm nearly done. Can't hear She She said, this week, God is going to bless you financially. This week. This week, the Lord is going to bless you financially for your faithfulness. And we gave her a car that week. And God didn't give us any credit, none at all. He didn't give me any credit, didn't give my business partner any credit. God says he was going to do it. And God said he would, he would bless you. He would bless you within you with a financial blessing. We gave her a brand new car. Why is that? And I want to tell you, every one of these jobs, you know, unless the Lord builds a house, as we give our life to God, we're an extension of God. Come on, as he is in heaven, so are we in this earth. We are just simply an extension of what God wants to do. What, God is, what does God want to do? God wants to do huge. God's building his house. God's building his church. We just give our life to him and devote our life and whatever that might be. Come on, it's God in us and it's God in you. We're an extension. Whatever that might be, if you can't hear, you don't know. If you don't know, you won't do. And if you don't do, what are you going to do? Thank you. Actually, why don't we just open up for prayer today? And... Uh, just give you as an opportunity, you know, if you've got a desire in your heart and, and maybe, you know, whatever that was, why don't you come out here and I'm going to pray for you. You've got to let the power of God, God's grace, that all grace, that all grace that can give you all sufficiency for what you desire to do in your life. Open up doors. I pray for people who had no work. I've seen within two days they've had work. You know, it, you can open up doors. I'm going to tell you, there's, there's stuff that holds us back, but God doesn't hold you back. It's not God holding you back. Why don't you come out here today? You want some prayer, prayer for your life, and prayer for your, your future, prayer for your job, prayer for your mouth, whatever it is. Come up to the front here, we're going to pray for you today.